Welcome to Share Truth Apply Scripture. I'm Jordan Shambly, joined by Wesley Wildman. And today in studio, we have a special guest. We have Dania Yadago with us today because we're talking about Operation Christmas Child. And Dania, you were at a recipient of one of the shoe boxes that, uh, that they send out during Operation Christmas Child every year. That's right. Yeah, I'm just one out of 168 million That's children <laughs> yeah million children it's just so hard to to wrap your mind mm-hmm. around that but since 1993 they packed uh well collectively globally sure. 168 million children wow. and i'm just one out of, of now millions. let me ask you a quick question then we're going to explain what the shoebox is mm-hmm. and how you can be mm-hmm. a part of it most pe- our audience is very familiar with this project we do it annually mm-hmm. and uh we have a great response from our audience however uh, so, uh, is it only done? Is the shoebox only collected in the United States or in Alaska, Hawaii? Are there other locations where they're collected? We actually have other countries that pack boxes like, too. You know, for know. example, like Germany packs boxes, Canada pack boxes, and and, and uh, some other countries too pack mm. shoe boxes. Oh, cool. But the major collector, like the sure. major packers, come from the United States. Uh, like last year, for example, only last year alone. 10.6 million boxes were mm-hmm. packed and wow. collected globally. Wow. But out of the 10.6 million shoe boxes, 8.8 million came from the United States. Yeah, so we are the major yeah. packers and collectors. That is, that's pretty awesome. And it is a cool testimony, too, to see. Um, I mean, even in a, in, a, in a project like this, like nationally, you know, the Christians are coming together, church is coming together Absolutely. to extend uh, love and, and friendship to other believers or, or non-believers across the across the world it That's is true. amazing and it's a witnessing tool as well mm-hmm. uh we'll have some more information about operation christmas child at our facebook page and on our twitter account and our social media account yeah. but where can they go on y'all's end to find out more right they can go to our website uh, samaritansfirst.org slash occ mm-hmm. uh, this is a website that tells them you know how to pack a box what to include what not to include because you have some things that cannot go in the, bo- in the box and um and everything about it, about the project as well. And they can also see a few stories if they would like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would share a little bit of mine, but if they want to hear more stories, real life stories of yeah. impact. So you mean like I can't put chocolate in the box? <laughs> no. Because it probably could melt, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You have to think right. about stuff like that. Yes, you have to think through it, yeah. Um, candy and toothpaste were mm. things that recently we we. Uh, are no longer able to put in the shoebox sure, gifts right. um of course like breakables and, and liquids and everything that you know could basically the way we look at it is if anything can harm a child is not allowed okay you know if anything is sharp <laughs> yeah. if there was not a adult in the room to supervise uh-huh. and they were left unattended <laughs> there's some things that could that go sense. bad yeah. right yeah. and i mean and, and candy can give you a cavity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and toothpaste is not allowed because it has an expiration date. Mm-hmm, sure. uh, but there are a lot of things that are allowed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there's four more things that are allowed than not. Uh, there's a lot of freedom here, and, and you can get creative. Mm-hmm. You know, this, yes. is a, this is a fun project for families, and it's a really good opportunity to teach your kid mm-hmm. uh, how to serve other people, how to right. get, how to uh, give things away. Yeah. So, all right, so I'm going to describe it, and you kind of fill in what this is about. So Operation Christmas Child is an opportunity for you as an individual, as a family, or as a church community to sponsor or buy a box, a shoe box, in which you 
fill it full of goods and uh you could, could i guess you i'm sure you could put a bible in there right uh yes but, you could but mm -hmm. yeah but you can probably elaborate on that the challenges there with the different languages and things that's right but you fill that and then uh samaritan's purse we ship the, you or us who when, as we collect them we'll ship them to y'all and y'all will hand deliver them to kids that are not likely or almost impossible to get a christmas gift is that correct yes so it's um yeah the majority of the things that you shared is, is correct yes it's the project that sends um a gift filled shoe boxes to children all around the world in in disaster and war and poverty mm. but also it, we have been sending it to over a hundred countries and we have actually teams on the ground that on every every of those countries we have our national leadership team and the team there are the ones that they do their their part from that end mm. after we do our part from this end sure. and they work tirelessly to to bring these boxes share the gospel with children um all of us it, it's the image of the body of christ mm -hmm. how it comes together uh we do the work here and then we're done and then their work starts <laughs> yeah and you sh you gave us a little um this morning in uh in devotion at, at afa we have a devotion every morning to start off the day but this morning you did it and uh you gave us a little uh, taste of your story mm -hmm. um and the reason you're so passionate about this project mm -hmm. um so you you and your family moved around a lot um, in, the, in the Middle East. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about that experience and um, sort of what happened when the shoebox kind of came into your life? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in three different Middle Eastern countries mm -hmm. in the Middle East before the age of uh, 18 years old. When I was 17, actually I made it to United States my end of 17 years. Wow. So I've been here for about nine years, but my mm -hmm. family came here as refugees. Mm -hmm. um, now going back to those three years living in the Middle East, it was uh, a lot of, there was a lot of challenge. We lived through severe poverty, mm -hmm. through war, and through persecution. Um, the majority of people in my country are not Christians. Right. I mean, totally opposite of what we have mm. here in America. Uh, not 98 percent of the population are not Christians, and the two percent that's left, uh, the believers, I mean, the true believers, people that we say these people believe in Jesus and they serve him, is less than one percent. Mm. Um, and so to to become a Christian, it's such a, a, a decision that you have to be sure of because it has to come along well, with many other mm, decisions. It's a serious sacrifice. It is a serious sacrifice. I mean, you don't just say a, a prayer and that's it, but that's like, no, I know that when I say I want to follow Jesus, that means maybe one day I will give my life mm -hmm. for the sake of Jesus. And it's a hard thing, but then when Jesus changed the lives of somebody, they, yeah. they don't mind doing that. I mean, it becomes, you know, like Paul says, like nothing matters to him because, mm. you know, to, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Yeah, everything else was rubbish. That's, that's true. Yeah. And uh, we did have a... A lot of people that we knew, I mean, I have a close friend of mine that I knew that she was killed because she was a Christian. Mm. So living in that circumstances, because my family were the minority, because we were the followers of Christ, mm. and we were telling people in a village that no one has shared the gospel before about mm. Jesus, we were faced with severe persecution. Um, one morning to share, give you a quick glimpse of how that looked like. One morning, my dad came came home, and he said that I I there was oil poured all over his little shop that he had, and there is a piece of paper that was posted on that door, and that piece of paper said, "If you don't stop sharing the gospel, if you don't leave the village, then we will burn your store, and we will kill you and your family." Mm. Wow. So it's not only the decision that you have to make for yourself, but for your family. Yeah, yeah. You know, how, you know. I'm just imagining if, if, if a parent 
um, is listening and and what would they do you know what would you do if, if yeah. you're faced with this decision but my parents stayed and and they knew that God called us to be there mm-hmm. there's nothing more beautiful than to see another life coming to know Jesus mm-hmm. so as we stayed persecution increased and we received more and more persecution uh, uh, and threatening letters and of course, that was not easy as a child. I was constantly rejected by the students and teachers in the school that I went to because mm-hmm. I was the only follower of Christ in my entire school. Mm-hmm. And they knew that. And they knew that. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was difficult to to kind of wake up in the morning and know that you know what I know that. I know Jesus and I'm going to push forward, sure. but I also prayed for God to give me glimpses of hope mm. to be able to keep going because it's just darkness everywhere. We were also in poverty and my dad couldn't even afford our daily food. Mm. So I never received gifts and I everything I had was and given to me. Surely no one else around him was helping him. No, I mean, being no. the minority I mean, as exactly. a Christian. Yeah. And already we're, we're disliked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so mm. we could not turn anywhere else. And that's why I always say like, to in our lives, prayer was so important because mm. we could not rely on anything else. When you're yeah. put in a situation where you could not rely on anywhere else, prayer becomes that hope that you have. And so I prayed for everything that I needed. I prayed for school supplies, for hygiene items, and for toys. And I also, yeah, uh, yeah. W- one year, my family needed a radio yeah. to listen to the news and a question mm. registration like you guys are doing here and yeah. you know how valid how important this is oh uh for people this is one way for you to get sure. the gospel and being in such country was hard for us to do it we could not afford a radio so we brought it to god in prayer and then one special day i received a beautifully wrapped operation christmas shot shoebox gift well, and that's mm. where god planted the seed for you he of, did of, of, of your journey here that's right yeah. like this this when I think about it, I mean, this was the, the, the one point, I feel like it was one sign that God was telling me this is the beginning of, of a journey wow. that I never thought it was going to start or end this way. Mm. Um, but when I opened the lid of my box and looked inside, I was amazed to see brand new items, mm-hmm. colorful items, and, er- and everything there was an answer to my prayers, sure. like school supplies, hygiene Quite items, cool. and <laughs> toys. Uh. But here's a surprise. As we opened the lid and pulled those items, there was one item mm. that we could not believe our eyes when we saw. It was a <laughs> mini radio. What? <laughs> That's cool. You know, wow. So just this can mm. tell you how when we put our faith in, in God and everything that we needed, brought all of our needs to God in prayer. He answered. Yeah. And that's what I was so interesting. I've heard your story before, and I just love the part where at this point you remind people how God affirmed mm-hmm. his authenticity and his uh, willingness and his love for you by presenting you a shoebox. And that's what we can do mm-hmm. to, uh, to someone else. We can be an affirmation of, of the authenticity of God and who he really is and his character and how he is there with those who are suffering in his name mm. and provide a tangible way to say god loves you and so do we mm-hmm. amen yeah yeah absolutely and as a as a people in, in those countries like mine sometimes this is their only hope to, to show it. them that other believers are praying for right. them and as a persecuted church we felt that that other people are supporting us and this was one way to see that amen that's amazing and i just want to tell our audience real quick i'm i know a lot of you know that we do the Orange Letter campaign um, every fall, sure. and it's when we write letters to um, persecuted Christians mm-hmm. across and the world. And in many cases, we get them hand-delivered. Mm-hmm. Similar and it's to very this. similar wow. to this. And so I just it, this makes me excited, too, because we resonate with this so mm-hmm. much. And um, I'm excited that we're allowing our audience, again, an opportunity yeah. to have, have a 
an effect on lives of Christians or non-Christians in other countries. So um, where can people go if they want to get involved in this uh, this year? Where can they go to yeah, learn more so about that? To learn more, you can go to our website, mm-hmm. samaritanspurs.org slash OCC. Okay. Yeah. And we do this annually. We're excited mm-hmm. about it here at Engage Magazine, uh, Share Truth by Scripture, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. as a ministry of AFR, we've been doing this for years. This is a big thing. I know that you're many of you are aware of it, and we're looking forward to doing it again. But remember, not only is it an affirmation of those Christians that are receiving it, but you're planting the seed of the gospel to those who mm-hmm. are without Christ. Exactly. So. Uh, you're evangelizing and discipling, and eventually that yeah. leads to multiplication. That's yes. what you do with the Great Commission. Amen. Yeah. And it has... And it has eternal consequences too. I mean, th- in in eternity, who knows uh, the brothers and sisters that you you're with in the presence of God. Well, yeah. with just a few seconds yeah. left, I just want to hear you pronounce your name again. It was way cool. <laughs> it's a beautiful name. Thank you. It's Dania. Dania, and my last name is Yadago. And she is a representative mm-hmm. of Operation Christmas Child. Yeah, exactly. So if you want to learn learn more about that, the link will be in the description of this video. Thank you for listening to this segment of Share Truth by Scripture. <laughs>